Hey, guys, don't forget to check out the Street Cop Training Conference 2023, April 23rd through the 28th, Nashville, Tennessee, the Gaylord at Opry. What a center. What a place. We have amazing speakers, amazing training, five of the most impactful days of your career. Check it out at streetcop.com. You do not want to miss out. There is a room code available for a discounted room. Sign up now at streetcop.com. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Street Cop Training Podcast. We host founder and CEO of Street Cop Training. My name is Dennis Benino. They have me, somebody who is well known throughout the country. And if you're unfamiliar with who he is, you're probably familiar with some of the artwork that he's done. He does a number of paintings of officers killed in the line of duty. Uh, on top of that, additional victims of some seriously horrible, violent crimes. You've probably seen his paintings and his murals on Facebook and Instagram. But here's the name, the guy behind all those paintings that you're seeing, and it's none other than Johnny Castro. So I just want to say thanks for being here today, John. And um, I got to meet you a couple of weeks ago. And for me, it was like uh, a big moment, but I appreciate you being here, brother. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. And it's uh, you know a long time coming, but I'm, I'm glad to be here and to talk about this stuff. So thank you. I was tickled when you actually knew who we were. I was, he's like, no, Johnny knows who you are. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Everybody knows street cop training, man. <laughs> I'd like to think that, but then, dude, sometimes I hear something funny. Like, so there's these two variables of having like some recognition and, and people knowing who you are. So I can't tell if people are concerned or nervous about saying hello to me. So they're like a group of cops somewhere. And like, I don't know if they're like worried that they're like, I'm going to be a weird dude or something. So sometimes I say like, I'm like, Hey guys, how are you? I'm Dennis. And they're like, and you know, sometimes like, yeah, bro, we want to come over and talk to you. And da, 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 like love all the things you're doing. <laughs> and then sometimes I do that. I come over and go, I am Dennis. And they go, yeah, I'm Joe. So, oh, oh okay. This wasn't one of those, <laughs> one of those times. Dude. Yeah. So you would think people know who you are and I'm not trying to sound cocky about it, but I also want to encourage people who, know who I am and maybe want to grab a picture or whatever, which is awesome. Like, it's so fucking cool that people think that I'm cool enough. Like they do it to you too, bro. You know, isn't it the best? Well, it is, but it, I don't really post too many pictures of myself. So a lot of people don't even really know my face. They just know that the artwork, but when we, you know, we were at police week, I mean, everybody knew because I had to stand out there or whatever, but I had people come up and they're like, you know, ah, oh, these paintings are great. Like, is the artist going to be coming by today? Or, and I was like, Oh, I'm, you know, that's me. And they're like, oh, you're Johnny Castro. Like, yeah. So I, I I don't post too many pictures of myself in there. So a lot of people may not even really know who I am. But it is cool, though, when they do. Is there a reason why you don't want people to know who you are? What's the science behind that? It's not that I don't want, want people to know who I am. I just, I, I never wanted the page to be about me. You know, it's like, I mean, if you go to my page, it's, it's, all paintings with the occasional, you know, police week post, or, you know, I, I presented a painting in person, but for the most part, it's, I, I always wanted it to be about other people, their stories, you know, what happened to them, not me. So it's, it's great. Yeah. It's cool. You're a great human being, dude. Thank you. Yeah. And I think that you have to consciously decide to be a great human being. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, th this kind of stuff, it's, it's, it's either you got it, you're going to do it and, give it your 100 percent, you're not going to do it it's it's there's no there's no middle you can't half-ass it or whatever it's it's if you're going to do this out of the goodness of your heart i mean you got to stick with it and like i've been doing it for 
over six years now, just like painting these portraits and giving them away to the families and stuff. So there, there's no, there's no middle ground with it. What made you want to start doing this in the first place? I just, I saw the reaction that uh, a, a painting I did of one of our guys that was shot and killed in the line of duty. Um, I, I, I gave it to his family. I gave Prince to the district he was from, his friends uh, that worked with him. And they all loved it. And people on social media loved it. They, they shared it, you know, and I, I just felt like this, this could be something like I could, I could paint fallen officers and I did fallen officers for a while. And then I, I branched out a little bit, started doing military service members and canines and victims of crime. Um, so I, I do a wide array of stuff, but it's, it was just so well received that I just decided to stick with it, keep going. And that was back in early 2000, uh, 16 and now it's you know mid 2022 and i'm i got to be around 1200 paintings or a little bit more than 1200 paintings now so how much time are you investing into a painting to paint one of those uh minimum like seven to eight hours but like you'll you'll see guys with you know a rack of ribbons and badges and pins and th those kind of stuff take a lot of time it's a lot of details so it could be upwards of 10 hours to 11 hours per per painting but for the most part, just the regular cops, it's, it's about eight hours. I know you're not receiving per se compensation in a financial sense for doing a lot of these things, but you know, I, I can't imagine what you're receiving in the sense of purpose and what you're doing for the world. It's as somebody who just loves to give to the world, you must be on cloud nine in that sense. Yeah, it, it's cool. You get a lot of messages, um, especially after a painting goes up and it gets, you know, a few hundred shares, a thousand shares, whatever it is. You, you'll start getting messages from siblings, mothers, fathers. Uh, I was this lieutenant. Uh, he was my best friend. He's the best man at my wedding. So you start to read all these stories. And it's it's cool that th this painting actually made it to them. Like you posted in Philadelphia and then an hour later, his mom sees it in California. You know, it's it's cool that it, it gets that much traction and, and you can actually correspond with these people and talk to them. And they let me know they got the prints. They have sent me pictures of them hanging up. And and then that, the culmination of that is is police week. Like police week's like the biggest thing of the year. That's when, you know, everybody just stops by and they, they get to see the, the actual, like my copy that I have in a book and they get to take pictures with it and, and talk to me about it. I, I, I have hundreds and hundreds of patches and coins and t-shirts fallen officer shirts and it's cool it's 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 really nice that it's been uh received this this way so the original copy goes to the family the original where you hold on to that and make prints well there, there is no original it's since it's all digital so I'll, I'll i'll paint it um on a on a tablet with a laptop and i'll just keep going and going and once it's finished i save it as a photo i send it off to be printed at a, a print shop so there's no original, but the family will get, let's say, seven or eight prints to give out. And then I always keep one for myself. And then I put it in a portfolio binder. And then I, I mean, I have 15, uh, 80 page binders set up. Like it's, it's crazy. Like how many, like front and back, it's just, they're so heavy. There's so many of them. And, you know, I bring them out to police week and people just love to flip through them and see them like, Oh, you know, I, I forgot it. I worked with him. And, you know, it's, I remember that, that story was, was crazy. So it, it's cool. That's fucking amazing. So, dude, usually I start the podcast, we do an episode and don't get right into the questioning. And I give the guests here an opportunity to tell us a little about themselves. So tell us a little about you. Um, you know, where you're from, 
what you do for a living. And I think some of that's going to help people understand why you do this. So I'm a Philadelphia police officer. I've been a police officer now for, uh, it'll be 16 years this year. Um, I, prior to this, I was uh, a U.S. Army uh, veteran. I, I served over in Iraq in um, wow. 405. So w- once I came back from Iraq, I, there was a few months downtime, but I, I joined the police department right after. So I did patrol for almost a decade, and now I do the forensic work for the department. So I'll do the composite sketches of suspects. I'll do facial reconstructions of homicide victims for investigators, um, try to clear up uh uh, photos from from cameras and stuff for investigators um it's i mean it's really any type of uh any any type of that that kind of stuff i'll do but i also design you know logos for different parts of the department you know we print posters and stuff for them in, in our in our shop so i mean i say in our shop but it's really just me and, and my lieutenant there's nobody else in the unit so it's just me and him but for the most part my my job is the the forensic work for the department now and i've been doing that since um uh, 2015, I started that. Well, first of all, thank you for your service. I will never understand what it meant to leave this country and go somewhere else and do something that was bigger than you. And I don't know if people can really contextualize or have a concept of what it must mean to be in a war, not near your house, not seeing your family or friends. and dealing with the repercussions and collateral damage even mentally from going through something like that. So, you know, dude, I, I don't think people really understand. I can quantify what that means, but I, I, I try my best to. So on, I just want to say thanks. Cause it means Thank a lot. Thank you very me. much. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. When did you get into artwork? Uh, I've been doing it since I was a kid. Like I have early, early sketchbooks of just like drawing like, Dumps the He-Man, Ninja Turtles, uh, like tons, tons and tons of stuff. So I've been doing that my whole life. But I went to art college, and after 9/11, is I dropped out uh, to join the army because of 9/11. So I did like a year and a half, and I just decided that it wasn't it. Like uh, I needed to do something. My dad was a Vietnam veteran. He served in Vietnam like early on, uh, and two of the bad, like pretty much two of the the, the worst years of me in Vietnam. So uh, I just decided that's what I wanted to do like I wanted to at, at least get one tour over there and I had joined in uh, late 2002 and I was I found I was over there and uh, at the end of 04 so uh, I got over there pretty early the war started uh, you know just like a year and a half prior or whatever so it was still early on and it was still pretty bad when I got there but mm-hmm. um yeah so I I did the art college thing it just wasn't for me and then I became a cop. And then 10 years later, I found myself with an opening to do the forensic work. So I just started building a portfolio, drawing every day for like a month. And then I went down there, showed it to him and I did a live sketch of a suspect. And then I didn't hear anything for um, almost a year. And then I just get a call one day and they were like, yeah, you start Monday. And like, this was like a Friday and I was still at work. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I went down there and no training or nothing. I learned all the forensic work, like how to do the forensic work just from watching YouTube videos and just having that, that knowledge of drawing faces and stuff for my whole life. And, uh, I just went right into it. So, you know, you said before you have all these books and I think those books signify the sacrifice 
any loss of human life that we actually endure as law enforcement officers or victims of crimes. And to look at it probably is just emotional in of itself, but you are certainly making a legacy of somebody who did something bigger than themselves. And I'm like secretly jealous that you're able to provide that much comfort to the families of these people, because I'd like to do the same, you know, I just, you know, in some sense, I know that we're doing good work, uh, but, you know, I can't imagine the motivation. When do you decide that you're going to start sketching somebody? Is it like immediately after? Is it every law enforcement officer? How do you pick? How do you come across this? Yeah, I, I get that. I get asked that a lot. Like, are you going to do this person and that person? I, I can't, like, it's impossible with how many law enforcement deaths are a year. Like last year, I, I don't even know the number. I mean, it was like, it's like high five hundreds or something like that, or low sixes. I don't remember what it was, but it, I would have to do two a day. There'd be like, it'd be, there'd be no time to do anything. Right. Um, so I, I try to try to do all the um, officers that are killed by gunfire. Like those ones take precedence, obviously, because they were out there doing something. Um, they were doing their job or they were ambushed. They were killed. I, I think those ones deserve the stories the most. Those, those ones deserve to have what happened to them told. Um, I try to do a lot of the assaults, uh, so I mix it up a little bit, but with, with the, the officers that are murdered with gun, by gunfire, those ones, I, I try to do all of them. And then from there, I start to pick stories. If somebody sends me a link or something to, uh, you know, a homicide that happened in their, in their town of a, you know, a teenager or a kid or a woman or some, some innocent bystander that got hit by a stray bullet. Um, I try to take them into consideration and maybe do a couple of them a month. Um, and any military service members that are killed serving overseas that those those stories always hit home to me I, I i mean i lost a friend in iraq so anytime they come up i try to try to get them done as well and also put you know put any medals they've earned posthumously on, on their on their their ribbon rack their their families love that they love if they earned a you know a bronze star for valor after they got killed or a purple heart i, I put them at the top of their the ribbon rack and you know when those when the families see it you know they they love that they love to see they everything that they earn posthumously on there so it it does it, it does suck that i can't get to everybody and i really wish i could but i try i just try to do as many as i can in in the time that i have i don't think people listening to this should take offense to the fact that the person you may have loved qualified or you feel like doesn't qualify for johnny but clearly he is overwhelmed and doing the best that he can. So if that's the decision he's made to do that, nobody is downplaying the significance, just to be clear, of your loved one that was lost in the line of duty, maybe in a car crash or, or a real strange accident. Um, certainly acknowledged. And um, But obviously he has to try to stick to his ability to do as many as he can. And if he stays in one lane, that's where he can get a lot of this accomplished. So a lot of people don't realize when you're doing something and you take on too much, you actually do nothing. I found myself doing, I was like, oh, you know, this one just happened. Let me, let me get it done. I'll, I'll try to do it as fast as I can and get it up. And it was just, it was burning me out. Like I was trying to do it the next day. And, and for a while I was doing it, but it was like, I found that if I spend more time on it, if I spend the extra two hours working on it, try to get everything right, it comes out a lot better. And you know, I've had, there's, there's the occasional time where like people have messaged me and like, yeah, you know, it's good. It's just, 
something's a little off with it, you know, like his, his, his eyes aren't right or something. But since I've stopped doing that and I've, I've been taking my time and working on these longer, they, they've been coming out a lot better. I mean, personally, I think they look a lot better than they did, you know, a year or two ago when I was trying to rush them out and get done five a week. I, I do like maybe two at three at the most a week now. So, yeah, I mean, you're, you're investing significant time, dude, for no compensation. But, you know, time is precious. And I know you have family and everything. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. And I just try to divide my time up with with them at home and then with what I do at work and then with this. So it's like a, it's a, a three part thing. And I try to just give my my equal time to everything. Do you still find fulfillment in it? You're driven by your emotions still? Yeah, I definitely. I mean, you have to. If if you didn't, um, there, if you do anything where you're 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 donating your time and and your your effort, it doesn't matter what it is. Uh, it's you have to you have to be on it a hundred percent, or it's nothing. What do you feel when you're drawing these people? Um, I you know it's it's really I don't feel anything as I'm drawing them at the, at the time. It's it's trying to to capture who they were in that portrait and you know whether it's a smile or the eyes or or the hair or the uniform i just try to to get that part right but it's it's when you start typing up the story and you start because you, you you'll read the story like you know officer killed by gunfire and you're like all right you know he, he was shot and killed in the line of duty i'll i'll try to do him and then you start reading because everybody gets that first facebook post and they want to get it out they want to share it you know officer killed by gunfire but then four or five days later the investigation comes out and you see that this officer was you know fighting with the guy for you know 30 seconds to a minute and and the guy he was trying you know he took the gun off of him and killed him and then he stole his patrol car and then there's there's all these 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 um these things that happen after the fact and a lot of people don't realize that so after a few days you start typing that up and you realize exactly what this officer went through and what this was what this officer did like hit that now the sacrifice is it just it means so much more um i mean to me personally um to to try to get these portraits right do you ever relate to it because you were a cop you ever think that they could be me yeah there's a lot of these stories especially domestics and serving warrants kicking in doors to to do whatever and they're just there's somebody waiting for them like that there's a lot of my friends that have have been shot at and and luckily they it didn't hit them, but that could have been them. That could have been me, you know, six, seven, eight years ago. But luckily I'm in a position where I am, where I, I don't have to worry about that anymore. But I mean, all my friends are still out there doing the same stuff. So it's, uh, it, it does, it does get to you. And you, when you realize that how, you know, how close a lot of these, these, these calls that your friends are going through are. Do you ever feel like, you know, you really get to know the person as you're drawing them? feel like a connection to them at all? Yeah. Um, when you start gathering all the photos, like I'll go to, uh, Google's fine, but I think Facebook is the best for finding reference photos. So I, I could go to maybe their wife's page or their, their son or daughter's page. You start to see what kind of person these, these officers are. They're at their son's soccer games or they're, you know, taking them to the, to the to the park or they just had a baby so you get all these personal photos not just the photos of them in uniform you, you see these who these officers were behind the badge behind the uniform and that's that's when you start to the emotions start to play out and you start to to really feel what this family is going through have you gotten emotional drawing people uh yeah towards the beginning um 
and a lot of these portraits of the um the kids the the victims of crime their children those ones are always rough especially when it's an infant who was sitting in a car and got hit by a stray bullet during you know a shootout or something like that it's like those ones are they're they're always hard they can relate give kids right i do they're they're grown i mean they're not grown but they're teenagers now but um i mean at the time i was in patrol when i i, I had the my, my youngest so it's uh you know it's 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 tough to be a dad and be an officer and uh especially a family member when they lose lose their dad like that in the line of duty yeah it's tough dude i think that uh, a lot of us just become a lot more emotional as men when we become fathers yeah not to yeah. sound cliche but i've cried at the end of coco about three times i don't know why every single fucking time what what, what movie coco Oh, Coco. Yeah, dude. I, lo- I love Coco. Yeah. Coco's a fucking movie, dude. Uh, I'm trying to think of which one, one of them. I, I don't know. I'll get back to you on it. Uh, I'm, I, there was one that I saw and I was like, man, that's, that was raw. I was like choking in the theater watching it. I was like, <clears throat> have you, uh, have you ever had to draw somebody, you know, or somebody, you know, I guess the second part of this is if it wasn't that, what's the closest it's been to you? And as you said earlier that, uh, people from the Philadelphia police department, which is a crazy fucking place to begin with. Cause they shoot at you guys like crazy. Yeah. Then you come across the bridge to Jersey. I'm not downplaying the severity, but like it's nuts that you guys are 30 minutes away from us and you have shootings at cops nonstop, but you come over the bridge and it all fucking ceases over here for the most part. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, I think it's um, gotten a lot worse since I started where I am back when I remember just being out on the street and I mean, it happened, but it didn't happen as often as it happens now. I mean, you see cops being shot at, I mean, if not weekly, definitely monthly. And and, crazy. And a lot of times they don't fire back. Like it's, they either, they don't fire back because of fear of what's going to happen to them or, uh, you know, I don't, maybe they just, they didn't have the shot or whatever it was, but you just see like officers were, were shot at and no officers discharged their weapons. It's, it's crazy. But, um, the only person that I ever personally knew that I painted was um, uh, Staff Sergeant Jimmy McNaughton. He he was the first NYPD cop killed in in Iraq. Um, they considered his death a line of duty because we were military police officers over there, and uh, he was shot by shot and killed by a sniper. So he's he's actually on the wall um, down in D.C. He was he was put on the wall just a few years ago. I mean, he was killed in in 05, but uh, it took that long to get his name on the wall to be recognized as a line of duty death. But he was the only person that I ever personally knew, uh, personally talked to. Um, all these all these portraits are, are just people from all over the country. And even the local ones are, are, are guys from my department that I painted. I didn't I didn't know them. I don't think i've ever crossed paths with them but i know a lot of people who did work with them who were very close with them and they you know they they want copies of these prints to hang in their bar at home or little ones to tape up in their locker just to you know to remember them by i think you're doing like one of the most amazing things i told you when i first met you that i don't know i i don't get starstruck too much but i think the work that you're doing means so much to me (laughs) you know i've been looking at your your paintings for years dude and, you know, then I come to find out you're a Philly guy, you're close to me. Um, you know, I reached out to Jesse Hartnett. I'm like, you know, John Castro. And yeah, he's like, I was there. I'm like, can you call that motherfucker and get him and give me a question? I was there. I was there with him. Like it was that that was a crazy name. But yeah, he's a he's a great guy, too. So it's uh, 
it's cool that you uh i mean you kind of know all these people that i know yeah i dude i know so many philly guys and girls that come to the training nonstop. um i think your flp is outrageous i've never seen anything like it in my life uh super cool there man yeah yeah they're they're they, they've been supporting my stuff for for oh you're talking about the actual fop the, the bar well, both both oh, Bro, I got to tell you, people don't know that, like, the Philly boys and girls out there on that police department, they're a special group of people, dude. Yeah. They're they are just cut from a different cloth. They've got drive. They're, they're resilient. They're fucking professional courtesy for days. They can't do enough for you. I just good, good dudes, man. Good women out there. They're all, I've never met a Philly cop that was, that I didn't like. And they're just down to earth good fucking dudes you know what i mean i know yeah definitely and it's, it's always been like that since i've since i've been on the job it's just like everybody's your brother everybody's your sister it's cool yeah it's, it's a great place to be i mean unfortunately the dynamic that you work in under the district attorney or whatever he's called mm-hmm. out there um you know it's, it's it's an uphill battle that's there's no question about that yeah definitely what uh what do you want people to know before we end this thing, that's probably the last question I have. But what do you want people to know about law enforcement officers, maybe what you do, um, why you do it? I think we've kind of covered a lot of this, but I'm looking for that last big final statement. And then I also want to know where they can find you. What I most want people to know is that um, these, you know, these, these are all done for free. Um, there's no there's no compensation for me. Nobody's paying me for these. Like these are done just in my free time. They're done uh, on my own dime. So it's like, I just, I just want people to know that I, I'm doing as many of these as I can each year. And um, it's just, it's never going to be, I'm never going to get to everybody. It's never going to be enough the, to, to get, like, I'm never gonna be able to do four or 500 of these a year. So the ones you see, these, I mean, these are the guys who, like made the ultimate sacrifice their their stories are just going above and beyond um so i I just i just want people to know that you know these are all done from my heart you know um and and it's been like that since 2016 and it'll be like that 2040 if i'm still doing it you know so Mm. well i don't think you need to feel guilt about people can't get to because there's a lot of things that i can't get to either and on behalf of everybody in law enforcement, dude, I think it's, we owe you a great deal of thanks because maybe people don't realize the sacrifice that you make to make this thing happen. And you can't make everybody happy, dude. And mm-hmm. you need to stop beating yourself up about any of that shit because you could be doing nothing, but you're doing something. You yeah. could be doing nothing. You know, people say to me, we need this, we need that. You didn't do this, you didn't do that. Guys, I'm, I'm one human being. You know, I, I got 59 fr- uh, message requests right now on Facebook, followed by like another boatload of things that people are trying to get to me. And I, I'm only I'm only one person. I put a team and staff in place to try to help me take on the workload. So I, I completely understand what you're going through. And, well, we may make it look easy, but people think I'm in here just goofing off on TikTok. And, bro, that's tough. That's a lot of thought goes into that stuff. A lot of practice goes into that stuff. We take, we do many takes. Um, we have people who are paid to do that. We have equipment we have to pay for. Uh, there's just a lot. Like then, I, then we slide it over to Instagram and we start working on the Instagram. Then we're working on the Facebook. Then I'm working on, you know, building more programs for more cops to get trained and 
there, I mean, I can go on for days of what we have to do, but what I'm saying is, I'm not making this about me, is I want people to recognize that Johnny could have done nothing, but he's doing as much as he can. And I think we should all appreciate him for that. Thank you. Where can they find, and I think they should follow you at a very minimum. If you're doing this wonderful gesture for the world, I think that they should follow you on your social media accounts. So where can they find you on social media? Uh, I'm only on Facebook and Instagram. It's just Johnny, Johnny Castro art, no H J O N N Y Johnny Castro art. So just go on there and you can like the page and see these paintings as, as I post them. Can people buy copies of the paintings or can they download the pictures and have it printed off? Well, I mean, that they're Facebook quality. So I don't know what, what kind of resolution you're going to get at, at what size you're printing them on. But I always send one package of prints to either the family or the department. I'll send like eight prints. And um, if that's if that's enough, that's enough. If not, I just tell them to reach out to me and I'll I'll get another package together for them. But I, I never sold these. Um, I never put them up to be sold. It's just. I always kind of reserve them for the families, you know, in the departments that, that, that kind of keeps it special, kind of, kind of keeps it unique. I mm-hmm. think. I think you're allowed to think however you want to think. <laughs> it, it, and, and that's perfectly fine. So, Hey man, I, I appreciate everything you do. Like tremendous. Like I'm, I said to you last time I saw you, like, can we call each other friends now? But I'm pumped that you're my friend. Like, I'll brag about this one. I'm like, you know, that fucking guy. And dude, I won't but dude, uh, you know, I, I want to just continue to relationship with you and I want to support you. And, you know, as we progress forward, I want to be able to try to provide as much support for you as I possibly can. And if there's anything I can do for you, and I want to invite you to everything that we do, because I just, I'm just so impressed by it, dude. I just, there are so about certain human beings that I just, I can't get enough of. And, and, uh, man, I hope we get to fucking hang out. Yeah, I definitely keep me, keep me, keep me in a loop. Text me, let me know. And I'll, I'll be there, man. All right. Listen, I appreciate you being on here, and uh, thank you everybody for the team support. Check out Johnny Castro. Thank you.